Welcome to Educator Forever, where we empower teachers to innovate education. Join us each week to hear stories of teachers expanding their impact beyond the classroom and explore ways to reimagine teaching and learning. Sarah Marie has over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. She is now CEO of the Stellar Teacher Company and a literacy specialist passionate about helping elementary teachers around the world grow their students into lifelong readers. Sarah's mission is to make teachers' lives a little easier by providing them with endless encouragement, effective strategies, and engaging no-fluff resources. Sarah is also the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast, where she loves to share her favorite literacy tips each week. Hey, Sarah, welcome. So glad to have you here. Hi, Lily. I'm so excited to be on your show today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, I would love to hear about your journey as an educator. If you can take us back in time and give us uh, the journey that you've gone on. Absolutely. So I, it's weird to think about because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been in education for like multiple decades now, which I don't feel like I'm old enough to have that long of a career, but I do. <laughs> So I started teaching right after college and I come from a long line of educators. I feel like education is like one of those things that's genetic. And when I first started teaching, I moved from Minnesota to Louisiana and I, I don't know, I had this just like really big desire to have an impact in education. So I actually started my teaching career as part of Teach for America, where they place teachers in districts that have, you know, teacher shortages or just like have a need for more teachers. And so that's how I ended up in Louisiana. And I was one of those teachers who, you know, it's like when I first thought about being a teacher, I was like, I'm going to be, you know, a kindergarten teacher in some suburb school in Minnesota for like my entire career. And that is like the farthest thing from like what actually happened. (laughs) But I started as a second grade teacher. A few years later, I taught first grade. A few years later, I had the opportunity to leave the classroom and work as an instructional coach. I did that for a few years, missed teaching, so I went back into the classroom. And then after, I think it was about seven or eight years, I had the opportunity to work as an assistant principal. But any time in my career that I made either a grade level change or like stepped out into another position, it's because I always had this goal or dream to like extend my impact. Like I always just wanted to have a bigger impact. So whether that was I wanted a different perspective on like grade level to make me more, you know, efficient at my teaching. I wanted to be able to help coach teachers. So I was, you know, helping more students or working in administration. I've always just loved helping. And like, I think that's a lot of reason why people go into education, but like impact is a huge part of why I became a teacher and why I've made certain career moves within education. I love that and resonate with so many parts. It was hard not to interrupt you throughout being like, me too, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, absolutely. I also thought that I was going to be a kindergarten teacher forever. You know, I remember going into my first classroom and being like, all right, this is where I'm going to end up. (laughs) Then quickly being like, what was I thinking? Bound by home for life. And I was like, I don't, I don't actually think I was in the same classroom or same grade level for more than two and a half years when I look back on my career. (laughs) Yes, totally, totally. So I think it's like so interesting to think how things change and evolve through the experiences and also just totally resonate with the impact part. Yeah. I think as teachers also, it's like, it is sad to me to think about all these amazing things going on in all these classrooms all over that never get to be shared. Yes. You know, and I, after I left the classroom, I worked with Teaching Channel and Edutopia making videos of teachers and just got to see like so many amazing things being done and having that chance to go into classrooms all over, you know, virtually 
was such a gift of just seeing like, oh my gosh, I could learn so much and they can share so much and we all can share so much. So it's just seeing beyond. One of the things that I love about having been in education for at least two decades is that, you know, when I started teaching, there was no Pinterest. There were no teacher podcasts. There were no, there was maybe like one or two teacher blogs, but they were very like new. And it is kind of like what you're saying. Like one of the great things now is that there are so many opportunities for teachers to share what is happening in their classrooms. But I'm just like, wow, it would have been so nice to have those things when I was first, (laughs) when I was first starting out. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about your journey, trying different things in the classroom, being an instructional coach, going back in. How did you decide to start working beyond the classroom? It was one of those things where I was like, I kind of thought that I always was going to be a classroom teacher, you know, and like stay in like one position grade level for a long time. But also part of me, I was like, I want to be like an educational consultant or a professor. And I don't even think I really knew what they did. But again, it's just like, there's a part of my core that's like, I want to make an impact. And so I had this idea of like starting my own professional development business and I wanted to do PD for teachers. And, you know, this is when I was still in the classroom and I was like, how am I going to build, like, how am I going to do that? Right? Like nobody knows me. Nobody knows who I am. Like, why is anybody going to trust me? So I was like, okay, at some point I want my job to be giving professional development to teachers. Then I need to start presenting and sort of building some experience and reputation for supporting teachers through a professional development capacity. So I started presenting at like local conferences and state conferences. And, you know, I would try to do like one or two conferences a semester and just sharing things that I was doing in my classroom. But the thing that I realized is that the presenters still have to pay to go to a lot of those conferences. So even though I was presenting, I was still having to pay a $65 registration fee. And if it was out of state, then I would have to pay for a hotel and gas and all of that. And so I was like, okay, I want to keep doing this, but I personally can't afford to do this, which is how I started creating resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. Because I was like, if I can make enough money on Teachers Pay Teachers, then it can fund my conference habit that I was developing. (laughs) But then of course, as I started creating resources on Teachers Pay Teachers, I realized that those resources could have an impact. And I sort of then paused this idea of wanting to do professional development. And I was like, let me spend more time working on developing resources. So I was still in the classroom when I first started my Teachers Pay Teacher store, and it was creating resources that I used or that my team was using. And I realized that those resources could have an impact on so many more teachers and students. Yes, so interesting. And so through that, did you kind of know what you were doing at the beginning when no. you did the teachers? I mean, <laughs> not yeah, at all. About that. Not, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I remember like Googling, like, how do you make a PowerPoint? You know, it's like, yeah. how do you, and I remember it's like, the, I, I cringe when I look back at some of my first resources, but yeah, I had no idea. So it's just like, I remember there was one summer and I was like, I'm going to try to make 20 products before I open my TPT store. So I just, I watched YouTube videos, I read blogs, I, you know, was just trying to figure out how do I do this? And because I've always created for my own class, but it was like, I would create in a Word document, you know, I would create stuff by hand and just like photocopy it. So I would take ideas that I had created and try to fancy them up a little bit, you know, make a cover preview and all of that. But all of the things I first created are no longer things that I sell because (laughs) I learned that there are better, more efficient, better, I don't know. I've just learned a lot through the resource creation process. 
I mean, I think that's so good for everybody to hear, though, because I think anything, whether it's teachers pay teachers or doing consulting or writing or whatever it is you might be doing, the first time you do it is probably not going to be great. Yeah. And that's part of the process. I was going to say, I've learned that like the first time I do anything is simply for the sake of doing it and getting the experience rather than trying to like create something that's of value because there's such a learning curve anytime you're starting something new. Yes, absolutely. And so talk to us a little bit about kind of the in-between, like you were classroom teaching and doing teachers pay teachers. How long did that last? And how did you make the decision to transition out of the classroom? So all of the timing is so interesting. So I was in the classroom, started my TPT store. And then at some point, I I think it was just about a year, I transitioned into an assistant principal role, which was never anything that was on my radar. This was never like my career vision, but my principal sort of coached me into this position. You know, I was like, I see a lot of potential in you, you know, and again, I was like, okay, this would give me more impact. So I was like, this is an opportunity I'm going to pursue. So I was an assistant principal for a while. And when I was doing that, I wasn't necessarily spending a ton of time trying to like grow my TPT store because I was very busy <laughs> as an assistant principal. And after about three years of working in school leadership, I loved my school. I loved my principal. I loved my school community. But my principal, you know, sort of approached me and he said, I'm going to retire soon. And when I retire, I think you would be the perfect person to take over the school and be the leader. And I was, you know, first of all, I was honored. I was like, that's just a great compliment coming from him. But it sort of gave me this moment of pause. And I really had to think about like, is that something that I want for my own future? And, you know, it's like, I could do it. I would probably be good at it. I had the experience for it. You know, I, I loved my school, my school community. But I had some sort of like reservation for whatever reason. And so it wasn't this immediate like, yes, let me move forward with it. And as I sort of thought about that, though, you know, I was like, okay, I, if I'm going to do this, I need to be ready to like go all in with it. And I just, I don't know, there was just something that just didn't sit right, but I'm also very much like a people pleaser. And so I didn't want to say no, I didn't want to let him down. But, you know, in sort of the, the thinking through this, my husband, who's always been such a great cheerleader and supporter, you know, he's like, you have this small little business that you've been doing on nights and weekends for the past couple of years. You know, he's like, you love doing that. You know, he's like, what if you did that full time? you know, think of if you're making X amount of dollars now and you start to do that full time and have more time and energy, like think of what that could become. And that really resonated with me because, you know, again, going back to this impact, I was like, if I stay as in the school and work in leadership, I'm limited to impacting 700 students and however many number of teachers. But if I do my own thing, then I have unlimited potential as far as the number of teachers that I can impact. And so that really was sort of like the the decision factor for me is just like, okay, I have much more possibility and opportunity, but it was scary. <laughs> so basically, you know, I was like, okay, like I, if I'm not going to, and then that sort of made me realize, like once I realized I was like, I don't want to be a principal, but I was like, if I don't want to be a principal, then there's no point in me continuing on this assistant principal journey. So I basically made the decision, like I'm going to stop and I'm going to go 100% all in to my own business. And it was scary. And, you know, I was nervous about it, but it's, that was, I guess, 2018. So it's been five years now since I've been doing this full time on my own. And I have never once looked back or regretted it. Yay. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I mean, I know it was in the past, (laughs) but still, I think it's like those moments can be so challenging. And, you know, I talk to teachers all the time who are just so boxed in, right? Of like, we could be principals. (laughs) You know, maybe we could be an instructional coach in our district. You know, maybe we could possibly do curriculum for our district. But there is so much more. 
And so I think just seeing and hearing about and hearing you share, you know, your story of just so many more possibilities and so many different ways that we can reach so many more people and also do it in a way that feels more aligned to what we want to do. So I appreciate, you know, just that moment. I know like it's never easy, right? (laughs) And I think sometimes we can talk ourselves out of it. I was going to say the thing that sort of, you know, my husband reminded me of is I was like, there's always a need for teachers, right? So like, if I did this and it didn't work or I didn't like it, I could always go back to teaching. And so it's just like, and of course, maybe that is a, that would have been like a humbling thing. But I think for any teacher in your audience who's considering something else, there is always going to be a need for teachers. Like teachers have an amazing skill and it's going to always be something that is necessary. So it's like, trust yourself, take a risk, try something new. And if it doesn't work out, you can always go back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about the Stellar Teacher Company now. Yeah. So it is... I mean, it's, sometimes I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> my business has gone through very many like different iterations. And one of the things I, I feel like I talk a lot about my husband, but he's, like I said, been a very big cheerleader and supporter. But one of the things he told me early on, you know, he's like, your business, when you retire from it, you know, when I'm like 60 or whatever, he's like, is not going to look anything like it currently does now. And that used to make me really nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can like adjust or adopt or, you know, pivot. But that stuff all happens naturally. But even when I look back over the last, you know, I think my business has technically been around for eight years. It has changed completely. So when I first started, I just had a TPT store and it was me, myself, I, I did everything. (laughs) And now my business is, so the Stellar Teacher Company, we have our TPT store. But then the big thing that we have is we have a membership site for third through fifth grade reading teachers where we offer resources as well as professional development and, you know, training and a community and support. And that is something that has been such a really fun addition to my business. I've had that for about three years now, and I've learned a ton through that. We also have our podcast. So I'm the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast, where every Monday we release a new episode. I talk, I love talking about reading. I geek over, you know, anything related to literacy. So we have that. We also have our, just like our blog, our website shop. And then I also have a team of teachers that help me behind the scenes. You know, what I do now is I could not do it all on my own. And so I have a team of five people who a lot of them started off in the classroom. Some of them work for me full time now, but they help with curriculum. They help with social media. I've got somebody that edits my podcast for me. You know, they help with customer service. And so that's really neat too to see where it's like, you know, this is one of the things where I don't think I realized when I started my business. Like I did this with the hope of impacting classroom teachers, but I'm also starting to see that as my business grows, I also have the opportunity to impact people's careers and their livelihood and by giving teachers who are in the classroom but want an opportunity to do something else. And I get to have them come do amazing things within my company that continues to help teachers in our audience. So that's sort of a part of the impact that I didn't realize that I would eventually get to have, which I absolutely love. Yes, I love that too. I mean, everybody on our Educator Forever team is all are all former teachers too, and just yep. creating that pathway and a not toxic. Yes. <laughs> well, and I just it's like I love that I get to hire teachers to do something that they're really good at. Like I have a my social media manager is like brilliant with like Facebook and Instagram captions, and she loves it, and she's so good at it. And that's not something that I'm like necessarily talented in, but I'm like I'm so glad that like this is a a passion of yours, a talent of yours, and that I get to pay you for it and you get to have fun doing it, but it's connected to education. I don't know. It's like going back to what you were saying, how there's so many opportunities. It's like, I sometimes think teachers aren't aware of how many opportunities exist to be involved in education, but not having to be directly in the classroom. Like there are so many possibilities out there. 
Absolutely. And I think some of it too is just uncovering and valuing our expertise. Yeah. You know, of like probably your social media person, like maybe didn't know they were great at social media. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> until she tried it out, was like, oh, I can use my education expertise, yep. my writing, or whatever yep. it is. So it's like allowing that exploration too, and seeing there are so many ways that education experience is needed and can be valued too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I'm curious too. I love hearing you talk about just the evolution of your business. And that resonated with me too, of like things are always changing. And so kind of how did things evolve? You know, how did you decide to start the membership or what made you pivot in those moments? Yeah. So I, the membership started because, you know, for the longest time, my business was just my TPT store. And I started to realize that, you know, and I am so forever grateful for Teachers by Teachers because I would not have a business without it. But after a while, I was like, wait a minute, like my business is 100% dependent upon this third-party platform. And it started to feel just a little like, I want to make sure that my business can continue on. And I feel like I need to have an additional like revenue stream coming in somewhere. And so for a while, I thought about starting a course. And I sort of went down that trail for a while, but it just wasn't clicking. And I was like, I just, I'm not sure. You know, I feel like I am a resource creator kind of at heart. That's what I love doing. I have so many ideas. I mean, even now, I don't necessarily, I'm I'm not the primary person who's creating resources for my business, but I still have so many ideas. And so I started to hear about memberships, you know, like, I feel like there's so many memberships now, but like, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago, I feel like I had no idea that this was a thing that I could possibly create. But I had a friend that had a membership and she was like, you should start a membership. And I was like, I don't even know what I would do. She's like, why don't you take some of the resources that you already have existed, like put them in a membership and just like see what happens. And so I made the decision January 1st, 2020. And then by like the end of February, I had my membership up and running. Conveniently, that was like right before COVID hit. So (laughs) all of a sudden, I launched a membership and I had zero digital resources. So I was like, shoot, I got to figure out quickly how to make digital resources. (laughs) You know, having to pivot. But, you know, the membership really came out of a place of wanting to have an additional revenue stream. But once I started the membership and I realized that I had these teachers who were coming to me for resources and then they were asking questions about how do I use these resources and, you know, do you have this additional resource? I was like, there's so much more of an opportunity with this membership to make a big impact on my audience. And so I started to add in, you know, professional development to my membership and do trainings and add in little mini series start like our Facebook community. And then the questions that our members were asking, I was like, okay, we don't have this resource yet, but they're asking for it. So then let's throw this product line in there. So our our membership has also completely evolved in the last three to five years, which is cool just to see, you know, where it is at. And ultimately now, you know, our membership started with kind of a hodgepodge of some random resources that I had in my (laughs) TPT store that my audience seemed to love. And now it really is a very you know, systematic approach. It almost is a full curriculum for third through fifth grade teachers where a teacher and many of our teachers in our membership don't actually have a curriculum and, you know, there's have to sort of fend for themselves, but we've been able to, you know, me and my team of teachers, we've been able to create whole group lessons, small group lessons, word study lessons, you know, enough to get them through the entire year. And that feels really cool where it's like, okay, I didn't have this when I started and it was a very small idea and it has slowly over time evolved but yeah, I've that's sort of one of those things where I was just like, I never envisioned having that. But now that I have it, I can't imagine my business without it. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, I think we have a membership also, our Educator Forever Network. And through it, the same things, like I've learned so much from the members of yes. just like, 
oh, they need more support and accountability for applying for jobs. Like we have co-working sessions now, yes. you know, and just really like it is iterative and goes both ways of like we can support you. And then also just having that direct line to people and building a community it can be so beautiful, like just being co-creating these things. Absolutely. And I think that's like one of those things where it's like, I remember, I don't know if you were like this when you got started, but it's like when I started, maybe not as much when I started creating resources, but like when I started my podcast, I was like, what if I run out of ideas, you know, or it's like with the membership, I'm like, what if I run out of ideas for my members? But the thing that I realized is like the bigger my audience gets and the more engaged I am with them and the more feedback I get, the more ideas I have for new content, which gives my audience more questions to ask, you know, it's just like, it's this like sort of like really, I don't know, great cycle where it's like, I, now I'm kind of like, I have like probably 10 years worth of podcast topics (laughs) and resources to create. I feel like I'm never going to run out of ideas, but it is because my audience is just constantly like asking questions and telling me what it is that they need, which just makes our job as, you know, resource and content creators so much easier. Absolutely. And being responsive to that. And I think sometimes like as teachers, we feel like we have to have everything planned out. Right. Like I remember when I first started my business, you know, being like, all right, in two months from now, I'm going to be writing this blog or like, you know, things (laughs) like that where it's like, all right, that's not really the best way to be doing things because you're not actually like listening to the actual people that are in your community. And as you're describing, you know, really listening and responding and doing this whole back and forth which I think can feel kind of uncomfortable too. going Mm -hmm. to teachers and being like, all right, I planned out my next three months. Like, here I go. Yeah. I remember when I started both with my podcast and my membership, like originally when I started thinking about these ideas, I was like, I'm going to have six months worth of content already done before I even start this. And first of all, that was like nowhere (laughs) near the the preparatory (laughs) level that I actually had. But I'm grateful for that because I realized, you know, it's just like, I think starting is you learn so much by doing, you know, and it's like what i thought that I needed or the direction I thought I was going to go was completely different because the teachers in my audience are telling me they need something else, you know, or trends change or whatever it is. And so I think it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but like being okay with not necessarily knowing where this is going to take you, but knowing that you can figure it out as you're building something, whether it's a TPT store, a coaching business, professional development podcast, it's like, you don't have to have it all figured out when you get started. Yeah. No, nobody has it all figured out when they get started. (laughs) Nobody. And like nobody better than teachers to figure it out. You know, like we can figure out anything, learn anything, do all the things we need to do in the moment as they come up. So along those same lines, I'm wondering, reflecting personally and professionally about starting your own business and moving outside of the classroom, what you've learned. Yeah. I mean, golly, so much. I feel like sometimes I joke that like owning a business is also a lot like going through therapy. <laughs> oh yeah. I say that same thing. I'm like, it's personal development. people. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have learned so much about like, you know, I'm a perfectionist and that holds me back in a lot of areas. I'm also like a highly anxious person. And like that holds me back in a lot of areas. I am controlling, you know, it's just like, I'm realizing all of these things and I'm like, okay. And having a business now gives me an opportunity to work on these things. So I think, you know, personally, I feel like I've had to, you know, learn to take risks. I've had to learn to not know how things are going to turn out. You know, I've always very much been, I like having a plan. I like being a forward thinker. I like knowing that if I take these three steps, this is the exact outcome that I'm going to get. And I think owning a business, you just never know, you know? And I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that it's okay to make a decision or to take an action, to start something new, to hire someone, to create a new resource, to launch a new product and have no idea if it's going to be a success or not. But it's like the act of doing is what is worth celebrating. So, you know, learning like not to like not be afraid to take risks, 
I've learned a lot about how I have to really, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable because there's so many things. It's like, I remember when I launched my podcast, I hated the sound of my voice. And I was like, how am I going to have a podcast if I can't like, you know, if I'm like, I don't think I've got a good podcasting voice. It's just like, no, if I want to do this, I have to just like be okay, like doing something that makes me uncomfortable. Or like the first time I did a webinar, I was like terrified that nobody was going to show up to it, you know, but I'm like, if I want to have a business that, you know, relies on webinars for launching, like I'm going to have to get over that fear. So I think like getting over the fear, I think one of the big things I've learned professionally is that if I want my business to grow, I have to be okay investing both time and money back into my business. And that was a really sort of like long and hard lesson, especially because, you know, I mean, teachers don't make a lot of money. And when I had my TPT store, you know, and I started making more money than I was in the classroom, I wanted to kind of just hold on to all of it. And I didn't want to spend anything. I I was afraid to hire. I was afraid to spend money on Facebook ads. You know, I was afraid to spend any money because I wanted to, I don't know. I was, I think I was worried that if I spend it, it's not going to, you know, it's going to run out. It's very much from a scarcity mindset. But I also realized that if I want to grow my business, I need to develop skills that I don't have. You know, I, I had to learn how to, you know, start a membership. I had to learn how to do professional development. I had to learn how to hire correctly. And so I've learned that one of the best things I can do for my business is be open to investing time and money. So, you know, paying for things like coaching, courses, masterminds, and those things have been so valuable. And I'm starting to see that the more I invest in my business, the more I get out of it. But that was definitely not sort of how I started. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, I absolutely agree. And also found it similarly uncomfortable. Yeah. I think as teachers, like we don't necessarily pay on our own for like, high level professional development, you know, like it's not part of the whole deal. Yep. And so I also got to a point where I was like, okay, if I want to know how to do this, I have to learn from somebody who's done this before. And so really figuring out like how to seek out the people who have built memberships, you know, done Facebook ads, like whatever it might be. And learning from those people is so valuable. And I think also like is rooted into just the value of teachers, right? Like people know how to do it. They can teach you, they can guide you, they can mentor you. And I think as teachers, like we cognitively know this, but I also was like, but I have to spend how much money? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's like, yes, you do. You know, and it's like, it's worth it. But yeah, it can be uncomfortable. And I think like ultimately, like for me, and I, I don't know if that you're like this, but you know, it's taken me a while to like get to the point where I'm like, okay, I trust the decisions that I'm making in my business. Like if I make this investment in a course or an investment in coaching or Facebook ads, you know, I, I know where I'm headed. I know what I need out of this. Like I can trust myself to, to spend in my business in order to grow it, to reach that next level, to, you know, be able to hire more teachers or have more people in our membership. Like I can trust myself to like make good decisions in my business. Absolutely. Yes, that's great. So thinking back to folks who might be out there, you know, considering leaving the classroom or even staying in the classroom and trying something else beyond, what advice would you give them? I would say, you know, it's like, that's one of those things where if teachers are thinking about it, like I always think like, if you have this recurring thought, you know, even if it's like, I just dream of something different, like something outside of the classroom, you know, like start taking actions on that. You know, the whole common phrase, like start before you feel ready. But like, for me, I, you know, I was like, I want to do professional development. like. I kind of do professional development now, but I don't have like a consulting business or I'm not doing PD all of the time, but having that idea and sort of like taking some action got me on the path and got the wheels turning to get me to where I am now. And so, you know, start looking for opportunities that align with either your interests or your skills. 
So definitely start before you feel ready. And I think start before you feel like you're an expert, because the only way for you to get to a point where you are an expert is to just get those reps in, like you have to get practice. But I think the other thing, and I think the the biggest thing that I sort of have realized is that, you know, don't wait for your circumstances or your product or your idea or whatever it is to be perfect before you get started with it. Because like I said, you learn so much just by starting. And so whether, you know, a teacher is thinking, okay, well, it's like, I don't have enough time right now, or my resume doesn't look as good, or I want my website to be better, you know, just start. Like somebody is going to benefit from your current experience where it is right now. And once you start, like you're going to start to realize the things that you actually need to improve upon. And I feel like most of the times the things that we think are important or significant aren't actually the things that are important once we get started with the process. But I love reminding teachers that it's like, this is a cool time to be involved in education because there are so many opportunities that exist, you know, podcast management, blog post writing, like being an executive assistant, creating resources, doing PD, SEO research, you know, social media. It's like, there's so many opportunities for teachers, online tutoring, in-person tutoring, you know, it's just like, there's possibilities are endless. So if you want something else, don't let anybody else like prevent you from pursuing something outside of the classroom. And I also think just because you leave the classroom, like that does not mean that you are like, you're still a teacher. And I think you're educator forever. It's like, I still consider myself an educator, even though I'm not in the classroom. And so realizing that like your value still exists, even if you're not face to face with kids every single day. Absolutely. And there are so many ways to reimagine what it means to be an educator and really take all that you've learned and all your expertise in all these different ways. And I love that reminder too, to just try it. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You learn by doing it. Like none of us knew how to do these things the first time we did them. So it's really that action that's where the magic is. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Can you tell folks where they can connect with you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. We love connecting with teachers, educators, both in and out of the classroom. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Also, I have my weekly podcast, the Stellar Teacher Podcast. So if you, even if, like I said, if you're, I don't know if your audience is mostly in the classroom or out of the classroom, but if you love hearing about literacy, tune in. That's what we talk about. And then of course, my website, stellarteacher.com. And we are growing. We are a growing company. And so we often have new you know, job positions open and available. So if you've got teachers in your audience that are looking for something else, definitely follow along because you might find an opportunity that will work for you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Lily. Want to figure out your next step as an educator? Watch our free on-demand workshop and embrace a career pathway that works for you. Go to educatorforever.com slash workshop. You'll get introduced to the many options for flexible, rewarding work beyond the classroom and make a plan for landing jobs.